It's 16 minutes now before 9, uh, 8 p.m. I should rather say, and uh, you tune into Metro FM Talk, and uh, now taking a look at uh, the big stories uh, that have been moving markets on this Tuesday, and I'm joined uh, by Mtungwa to take a look at some of these stories. Uh, Bright Kumalo, uh, analyst at uh, Vestact Asset Management and Portfolio Manager, joins me now. Bulaz Gunjan. Bulazi, let's maybe start off there with these guys that uh, give us Edgars and Jet, uh, the Edcon Group. Uh, uh, they are saying that uh, many of the banks uh, don't want to touch them with a barge pole. They don't want to give them any money. And uh, uh, also, I guess some of the creditors waiting uh, for some of the payments that might be due to them. And they are saying that, uh, I guess, to fill the void, they've got some buyers who are interested in buying up uh, some of the assets in the stable. What's happening here? Well, how interested are these buyers, right? Because if, if, you know, these I mean, if no one wants to fund you, there, there will be people, um, you know, bidding, you know, the prices out of those assets, as you can imagine, right? But we're in a different market right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and um, it's going to be very hard to, to get rid of some of these assets, like you said, on the funding front, mm. unless, of course, the people they're referring to, you know, are the voucher kind, you know, private equity types that just um, put, I don't know how many employees are involved here, but a lot of them will be in big trouble because they're definitely 100% sure they're going to lose their jobs. And once private equity guys come in, they want, um, you know, to, to, to get their return on, on, on the other end. So they will do anything and they will go through the extra mile to make sure that they uh, meet their hurdles. So uh, it's going to be interesting um, you know, watching who actually buys this, but mm. we know for sure that it's not Mr. Price because they issued out the same announcement saying that I to address the speculation and they advise that the group is not interested in participating, you know, in acquiring Edcon or in part or in home. So they're not interested even in the jet where everyone said, you know, they complement each other, etc., etc. They said they're not interested. They Right now they're focusing on their own balance sheet and making sure they make it mm. to the same environment. Okay, and also, I guess, Mr. Price, they're considering that rights issue, uh, which uh, made many of us speculate that uh, they might be interested in the jet business. But, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you take apart the different businesses here, Mbulaz, uh, you've got jet, you've got then, you know, under the Edgar's umbrella, all manner of businesses, right? From those that are selling, uh, you know, uh, traditional, I guess, clothing on the retail end of things, right through to uh, the beauty, care and cosmetics business, which uh, from time to time have lived separately and uh, I guess in some instances have also been very much part of the Edgar's uh, uh, brand and the Edgar's stable as we understand it. Uh, wh- where would you say, I mean, if you, were, if you were a potential suitor here or somebody looking really for uh, some valuable discounts here on very good assets, where, where would you start in dissecting the different parts of the Edcon group? Sure, I would first want to buy CNA weight. CNA will It's gone. See what I mean? <laughs> the good assets are gone. <laughs> so probably the, 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 the one of the most interesting parts that's left and what's left of the skeleton, right? Potentially jets. But again, department stores, they're not that exciting. I mean, jets sits in right in the middle uh, where they compete with the likes of um, the old style of business, uh, Petco. Mm, so, Ackermans that, and those guys, yeah. Correct. So, so, so that's sort of a unique offering. But the only problem with that is, you know, again in the current environment, like I said, uh, where is the aggregate demand going to come from? Uh, and in the next, you know, flurry of jobs, people will be focusing more on settling down their debt. I mean, yes. you look at South Africans currently sitting at 
a debt-to-income ratio of 71%, meaning for mm. every thousand rand spent or earned, sorry, in income, uh, about 710 rand goes to servicing debt every single month. And that just only compounds um, if you lose your job because, you know, interest rates, um, you, you know, compound and you, you can't pay your, 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 uh, you know, your store account or your other debts that you have, consumer debts, whatever. Uh, and as soon as you get a job, you have to focus on that first before going to the likes of Jet or Edgar to go buy mm. clothes or, you know, whatever people buy at Edgar. Yeah, yeah. Mbulazi, the other question, and maybe let's leave the retail sector for a second here and uh, go to the healthcare sector. Uh, I, w- I would think that many of the, I guess, reception areas and the trauma units and the ICU facilities at the Life Healthcare Group uh, would have uh, really been busy at this point and uh, probably not the time you want a cyber attack. Uh, probably not the time you uh, probably would want to, to have hackers invading your systems right through from uh, your admission systems, your business processing systems, your email servers and everything else. What's happening here Correct. to the Life Group? Any form of malware um, is not in, in invited um, you know, at this point in time, especially if you can use <laughs> If you're going to use the, the word virus in the system, um, I mean, it's, it, it, it could happen to any um, online company. I mean, we've seen banks being targeted last year across the spectrum from Europe to the USA. So uh, the, the only solution to this is, you know, to be always be ready with the right, you know, firewalls, you know, cybersecurity tools um, that are, you know, are provided by, you know, independent company that specialize in these things. But of course, I mean, um, now they've you know had to you know bring in a team from outside to help them, uh, you know, I guess kickstart the the systems and databases from scratch now, mm. um, so they could admit more you know people during this you know pandemic. But it's bad that it has happened to to a hospital. I mean, who would want to hold ransom? a place that is trying to help people, right, during the pandemic. So people are ruthless, obviously, and heartless, and uh, this was one of the, you know, weak points. They vulnerable, fail on them, they're a hospital group and not an IT company. So, but, I mean, at least now, after this attack, they'll come back stronger. Um, it will be harder to penetrate the, you know, the, the, the firewall. Mm, mm. Well, Lars, I want us to pause here and uh, quickly... Uh, check in with, uh, I guess, what's happening in the other side of the markets. And uh, when we come back, uh, we'll take a look at uh, what's happening in the world of aviation in Hong Kong and also uh, much closer to our doorstep, uh, what's happening with SA Express back home. Yeah. Seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. And uh, you tuned in to our wrap of the top business stories. If you just joined us, uh, we took a look at uh, the uh, stories of EdCon and, uh, of course, uh, uh, what is happening there to... Uh, uh, them and uh, many of the funders not willing to touch them with a barge pole and uh, they're saying that uh, there are some potential suitors and uh, potential investors that might be interested in whatever might remain of uh, the assets in the EdCon stable. If you missed that, you can catch it uh, on uh, metrofm.co.za where you can find all of our podcasts uh, and uh, listen to us on demand. Now, uh, Mbulazi, I want us to take a look now at the aviation sector. Maybe let's start off in Hong Kong. Now, Cathay uh, Pacific, uh, a very interesting airliner here, and uh, uh, with some equity held by Air China, and uh, now, I guess, with the arrangement afoot, uh, some of that equity to be held by the government of Hong Kong. Uh, I guess they join a slew of other airlines that uh, found themselves in need of government support. Yes, I mean, um, I read a very interesting article today. (laughs) It said something like, 
And those guys, free market guys, why do they need help from the government? But but then we find ourselves here again. Brother, we're all socialists now, eh? <laughs> exactly. I'm a common sonke. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the truth, right? Um, so Cathay Pacific is a very interesting one um, because their, their big problem started, um, you know, when Hong Kong was no longer a go-to destination last year during the massive protests, right, when uh, China was trying to, you know, uh, use their power against Hong Kong uh, to, you know, to do all sorts of things in terms of censorship, et cetera, et cetera, and social media control, blah, 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 and having, you know, easy access of just grabbing anyone who's a Hong Kong citizen and jailing them um, in China for various reasons, obviously based under the, the emperor's regime in China. So there's been a lot of things that were piling up, um, you know, to, towards Hong Kong misfortunes. But Cathay Pacific being, you know, based in Hong Kong, and obviously saw the uh, revenues and obviously, you know, volumes uh, come down dramatically. And then COVID-19 happened, which is only, you know, added to the mountain of problems. And they, they came to the, uh, sorry, it was yesterday they announced that they might be looking to, um, you know, get some sort of funding. Uh, they didn't say for whom, but then uh, today it came out that obviously uh, Aviation 2020 Limited, which is one of a government-connected entity and other entities that helped, uh, you know, give this company a bridge loan and then a rights issue of about uh, $5 billion, just to make sure that they you know, make it through this pandemic. This is a company, um, as we're speaking, as we see right, right now, uh, 90% of the volumes has gone poof. And, you know, reality is setting in that maybe uh, owning all these aircraft that are, you know, costing us in, in terms of wear and tear, um, you know, maintenance, and obviously space. You have to pay rent for these things. Mm. Where they stay. Uh, it, it, it's becoming a, a too much for them. And obviously... This is where the government comes in and tries to help. Um, you know, they, I guess they see the brand as you know one of their own. Uh, you know, like how our aviation, you know, they're trying to support SAA by all means necessary. The same thing is happening that side. The only difference is that that side it was an efficient airline that made money. Hmm. And it's quite interesting, of course, that one of the routes uh, that are the bone of contention within SAA. I mean, if we think about some of the remarks from the business rescue practitioners happen to be that Hong Kong route. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess today's nothing short of some of those ironies. But let's come back home. Let, let's take a look at what's happening now at SA Express. Uh, it seems that uh, a blesser might have come through from Dubai here. And uh, I certainly do, I guess, excuse how uh, a little I'm making of this issue because I, I, I think there's a lot of jobs and uh, certainly a lot of uh, people's reputations on the line here if... Uh, this uh, a particular airline folds in the manner that many liquidators are seeing it uh, folding. Uh, what's your view on this? Uh, this new investor and also, of course, uh, I guess the discussions underway between the Department of Public Enterprises. Uh, and I must say also the drama that happened in Parliament where the liquidator was a no-show, uh, I think sometime yesterday, uh, where they oh, yeah. were supposed to appear before the Standing Committee on uh, Public Accounts. And then they asked for, for more time because, you know, they're just trying to buy themselves time. But according to, um, you know, the, the scope chairperson mm. of the Inkata Freedom Party said something like, these delays, postponements and extensions are designed to milk taxpayers. It's totally unacceptable. I think I'm with Shlengwa here. I totally agree. Why are we still talking about SA Express in the middle of 2020? 
when this was an issue, you know, last year, November, and that was the, you know, last promise of two billion rand that they were given not to spend, of which they started, you know, to waste and run through within the first three months we've seen the there's obviously there's a there's a, a big issue of malpractice there, um, even outside of actually being able to actually operate the airline. So there's obviously things that are happening that we don't get to see. The auditors know about it, but they won't tell us uh, what they are. But why would you com- com- continue to uh, support a company like this? I don't understand. As for the new suitor, well, he's in for a surprise because he's going to find out that maybe this is not the asset he wants. Or if he gets the asset, he might see that maybe there's a lot of you know irregular accounting going on in there and he doesn't want to be part of it. And maybe we'll, we'll quit in there. Mm. But, I mean, right now as we look at it, there's about, apparently they say there's 164 million rand that's been allocated to SA Express over the medium term to pay off its government guaranteed loan. Why? Just let it liquidate. Send it to the, We don't need an airline locally. We can use everybody's airline huh. and save on these problems yeah, and these yeah. issues. And obviously, and maybe allocate this budget in something like, you know, I don't know, rudimentary education mm. that we really need and sanitation, you know, and power to places that actually really need it. Yeah, and uh, I guess maybe I'm somebody somebody must explain to us, Mbulazi, I mean, why we need Mango and, and have SA Express in the same stable. I mean... It just doesn't make sense to me. It um, doesn't make any... We don't need so many airlines that are run by the government also. Hey, Bulaz, let's hold it there, my brother, and uh, we'll uh, certainly pick up this particular issue in the next few minutes or so with Ray Matlaka, who's going to join us shortly. Uh, he's a business journalist at the Daily Maverick. But, uh, a bright Kumalo, Ang Thank you, thank you. Thanks a lot, my brother. That there was uh, uh, Bright Kumalo, portfolio manager and uh, uh, analyst at uh, Vestact Asset Management, speaking to us uh, this evening after this brief break. We're going to be joined by business journalist at Daily Maverick, Ray Masaka, and we continue to take a look at South African Express.